Welcome back to the Pete Space. I'm Brian Winster with Palette Life Sciences. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Pete Space on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts to be notified when a new episode is released. Palette Life Sciences, sponsor of this podcast, is committed to bringing educational tools such as the Pete Space for sharing best practices and compelling conversations across the wide variety of pediatric urology and VUR topics. The content of today's episode is solely the opinion of Dr. Leslie Shea, board-certified pediatrician at Radies Children's Hospital in San Diego. Dr. Shea works in the Pediatric Urology Specialty Clinic, where she treats children with bladder and bowel dysfunction. In this episode, so Dr. Shea discusses the benefits of the unique pediatrician and pediatric urologist working relationship within their practice. This business model has increased collaboration between physicians and creating an optimal environment for patient care. And now here's Dr. Shea. Hi, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I wanted to ask you specifically, talk a little bit about your position that you have because it's so unique. Talk about your background being a pediatrician and working in a pediatric urology office and running your to-be-dry clinic. Sure. Let me start off by explaining my background. So I had been a practicing general pediatrician for about eight years prior to joining the pediatric urology department at Rady Children's. I was presented with a really great opportunity to head the Continent Center, also known as the 2B Dry Clinic at the pediatric urology department. And currently the program consists of myself, as well as two nurse practitioners. And we are in three different locations within San Diego and Riverside counties. I was introduced to the position by a friend, George Chang, who is the chief of pediatric urology at Radies and knew that I was a pediatrician and he had in mind adding a pediatrician to the department heading the continence clinic because he thought a pediatrician actually had the skill set to manage it. So it happened just to be at the right time. I had just had my second child and was always interested in pursuing something that was maybe a little bit more focused. So I thought it was a good opportunity to start something new. At that point, when I started with the Continent Center, the TB Dry Clinic, at that time, there were two nurse practitioners that were managing the actual clinic itself. So they were both within retirement age. And so I think that's also why they thought I should join just to kind of lead the way and start hiring some new people. They, at that time, had only one main office in San Diego, and I think the idea was to think about expansion because the problems which we tackle are everywhere. So I started by hiring two other nurse practitioners, and we now have three offices in two different counties, and we cover a very broad population. And I think the benefit of having a pediatrician in a pediatric urology office is that I, as a general pediatrician, I have a different perspective than a subspecialist has with the type of disease processes that we see, that being enuresis recurrent urinary tract infections, that kind of thing. I think I have just kind of a little bit of a more wide scope, which includes not just the actual medical science part of it, but also 
more of the behavioral aspects of things like enuresis or withholding or issues with constipation and really kind of delving in and working with the families over a long period of time to gain their trust, which I felt like I really was accustomed to as a general pediatrician and work with them to try to find something that individually works for each patient. Because of kind of the general outlook that I have, I also feel like I'm looking at different disease processes, including more of the more psych components that can be associated with these things and getting them the necessary either treatments or referrals that they need. Let's talk a little bit about your To Be Try program. Can you give us a brief description on that program and maybe some advice if some office was wanting to start a To Be Try program or a program like that? Sure. We have a main office and there are two different offices, satellite offices, one in Oceanside and one in Riverside County. The nurse practitioners cover both main and the satellites. I cover mainly the main office. The different types of problems that we see mainly encompass enuresis, so bedwetting, daytime incontinence issues like stress incontinence or just leaking, withholding things, recurrent urinary tract infections, vesicoureteral reflux. So I'll see patients who have either been diagnosed with vesicoureteral reflux or I have worked them up for it and work with them behaviorally and medication-wise and sometimes even with biofeedback to help them develop the right tools to potentially either lessen the reflux and or optimize them for surgery. And we also will see patients with spina bifida or neurogenic bladder and helping them with their continence. The main things that we do just kind of overall are what we call behavioral urotherapy. So just a lot of education on kind of how the bladder and brain works and how we can retrain that connection, working on constipation management with both medication as well as habits such as, you know, time toileting, diet management of constipation, lots of natural remedies. Families these days are not looking for just giving them a medication. They really want to work on things naturally so that they can do it for the long haul, which I totally believe in. So giving them the tools and education needed to kind of do it. And honestly, changing their lifestyle. And I find that we end up changing the entire family lifestyle on diet. And then other things that we treat using would be with what we call Eurostim therapy. So we use the laboratory machinery or equipment, but it utilizes video biofeedback. And this is helpful in training the pelvic floor. Training the pelvic floor in children is very different than training the pelvic floor in adults. And in children, we use video biofeedback. So it uses little electrodes that we place on different parts of the body, including the kind of the buttocks area where the pelvic floor is. And they play video games on the computer. And over time, they're able to really get a sense of their pelvic floor as one and how to use it and how to strengthen it and or knowing how to relax it properly, depending on the disease process. 
So say we're focusing specifically on reflux. Lots of kids who have reflux who are toilet trained will have something called pelvic floor dysfunction where they're not necessarily understanding how to completely relax their pelvic floor at the right time when they're voiding. So that will actually sometimes make the reflux a little bit worse. In many cases, we can guide them using the video biofeedback and they'll understand how to use their pelvic floor over time and actually how to relax properly and then potentially even lessen the reflux a bit. And really this helps to optimize them post-surgically. So after they get you know some sort of surgery for their reflux, depending if it's deflux or if they get a reimplant, it really helps to optimize them post-surgically. And they have a lot less complications in terms of having the reflux back or getting recurrent urinary tract infections later on and stuff like that. That's kind of the bread and butter that we do. Additionally, we have some newer therapies that we started once I started the clinic. So we are also utilizing something called posterior tibial nerve stimulation. So this is akin to electric stimulation tibial nerve, which is down in your ankle. And you might ask why we're doing it way down there. But essentially, there's a large nerve called your tibial nerve that goes all up in your leg into the same area where your bladder gets innervated. And there's a lot of evidence that shows that utilizing electric stimulation, whether it's at the tibial nerve or in the sacral area, there is improvement in bladder function. So lots of different uses for that. And we also have introduced kinesio tape. You might be familiar with kinesio tape. It's like that stretchy athletic tape that you see athletes wear sometimes like on their shoulders and things. It's used in kids in their kind of lower back as well as their lower abdomen. And the idea of that is with abdominal stretching, essentially, as they get their bladder to be more full, there is an increased uh, tautness of the tape that they feel. So it's not just their bladder filling like internally that they feel. It's also with the tape that they sense that stretching and that can help with incontinence. There's some new evidence showing the use of kinesio tape being quite helpful. Those are some of the therapeutics that we do. We're working on getting some more online media out there. So I think, you know, these days families are really savvy electrically, like, you know, on the internet. And we're getting a lot more requests to get things done on video. So instead of having things just, you know, explained in the office and then giving them a handout, they actually want to see it on the internet. So we've started making actually some videos, like YouTube videos, where I'm giving some little tidbits here and there, as well as how to use some of these different treatment modalities. I've got a lot of good feedback. So it's kind of exciting that we're, you know, kind of reaching a bigger audience. So we're trying to get a little bit more of an online presence there, too. I think that specifically for somebody like myself, like a general pediatrician, having a little bit of general pediatrics experience going into the more kind of specific field of, I guess, continence or incontinence is probably necessary, like coming right out of residency. I, I feel like that doesn't give you enough of the training in terms of developing rapport with families and understanding more of the behavioral aspects of things and kind of that part of the handholding that's required. You know, there are some courses 
I know Labory specifically gives, so the company that makes the, like, aerodynamics equipment and our video biofeedback, they give courses that are pretty general, but, you know, that talk about the education behind behavior urotherapy as well as using the video biofeedback. But honestly, I do feel like setting up protocols with the pediatric urologist is probably a good thing to do. Over the years, I've, I've developed different protocols with the four urologists in my office, some for kind of basic things, other things for like specifically for VUR. You know, if the kid is toilet trained and has VUR, they automatically come to see me and we'll do a whole workup to evaluate their pelvic floor and if needed, do the pelvic floor biofeedback to help to retrain them before they disagree on them. I think that's something that definitely having the pediatric urologists involved in developing those protocols are helpful. And then the last thing, which a lot of people have actually been interested in would be shadowing. So I've had many inquiries of different either mid-levels and actually pediatric urologists that have wanted or have shadowed me over either a period of days to even currently I have a nurse practitioner who's shadowing me weekly every month to really just kind of get more education and kind of get a little bit more hands-on feel. It's very different studying it from a book or listening to a lecture than hearing it in the room with the patient and kind of seeing the subtleties there. So definitely if there are opportunities for people to shadow and kind of at least have a few days to kind of work with somebody who's been doing it for a while, it's always really helpful. Wow, that sounds great. I like the idea of the video game, getting the kids involved. That's great. And then the KT tape, I never thought about that. Yeah, it was interesting. When I first read the article that talked about KT tape and how it was used in urinary incontinence, I kind of scoffed at it, to be honest with you. I thought it was kind of, you know, a little hokey. But families these days are really interested in finding alternative therapies, and a lot of them are familiar with the K-taping. There's a lot of families that like it. There's a lot of research to still be done, and we're actually doing some research on it now, too. I wanted to, to kind of come back around and talk about the, you know, your position going from a broad pediatrician seeing all sorts of patients to really focused. I was thinking, was there a time when you had like an aha moment where you were saying, man, I really wish I had this more education, knowledge, resources when I was a pediatrician that you have today? Yeah, so many times. No, I can specifically remember, actually, one of my last patients that I had seen as a general pediatrician, she was a girl at that point, you know, maybe a tween with an enuresis. And at that point, you know, my treatment options for enuresis were limited. I didn't really understand the context of, you know, behavior and constipation and, you know, urine holding and all that kind of stuff contributes. And I really thought just throwing a bedwetting alarm at somebody was all that they needed or they would just outgrow it. And that's actually not true. She was one of the last patients I seen. And I was telling her, I said, well, you know, it's very funny that you're bringing this out because honestly, next month I'm going to be starting this clinic and I will 
then give you some more information. So as I had started the clinic, I then, you know, realized there were so many different things that we can do for her. And I felt like a general pediatrician, I didn't have that bag of treatment options for them, or I didn't know maybe the physiology of it, because it is kind of complex, specifically in uresis, but all those other things, you know, that we deal with. You know, funny thing is I I ended up actually seeing her back in clinic, like a few months later. And I've seen some patients of my old patients um, back in my clinic. Obviously, I didn't do a good job with them when I was general pediatrician, so they had to come back to me and see me here and I've been able to help them out. So that's been pretty cool. I do feel like kind of the more focused things that I do now, it definitely, it's pretty fulfilling because, you know, I feel like I know a lot about a little thing now and I'm really able to help to kind of hone in and be very detail oriented with them, their treatments. It's been, it's been pretty cool. And I'll tell you what, I really appreciate your time and learning about you and your position and the To Be Dry Clinic. I would actually look forward to talking a little bit more about the To Be Dry Clinic in a, in a future podcast so we can get a little bit more in depth and help patients be able to find that spot in the pediatric urology office like yourself and, and get the help that they need. Yeah, for sure. I would love that. Thank you a lot, Dr. Shea. I really appreciate your time today. Oh, thanks for having me, Brian. It was really fun. Thank you for joining us this week on the Pete Space. Please share this episode with your colleagues while we deliver more pediatric urology-focused content in the coming weeks. For more educational content and upcoming webinars, please visit the Deflux Learning Center on deflux.com. Again, that's the Deflux Learning Center on deflux.com. Additionally, you can learn more about our company and our products at palatelifesciences.com. Thank you.